0: Hey, Tribe, did you know the average business is missing out on 50% more sales? If you're an ambitious female entrepreneur who is leveling up this year and your path is to grow beyond seven figures, I have an invitation for you. Every month I open my calendar up for a few lucky business owners to take advantage of a rev up your revenue assessment. You may not know this, but only 2% of sales close on that first contact or the first sales call And most entrepreneurs are missing out on tens of thousands of dollars in additional revenue every month because they don't have a repeatable process that nurtures those other 98% of leads who just aren't ready to say yes yet. Like most businesses, you may even fall into that roller coaster cycle of feast or famine, or maybe you're just randomly bringing on new clients, but you don't know where they're coming from and why they're choosing you. If that's the case, let's find out if there are clients and dollars that you may be overlooking with a Rev Up Your Revenue assessment. In the assessment, we dive into your sales processes, identify low-hanging fruit, develop a simple and repeatable process for you to close clients like clockwork, and give you the action steps that you can implement right away. So if this sounds like something you want to take advantage of because there are only a few slots... Click the Rev Up Your Revenue Assessment link in the show notes. Hey there, and welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur, investor, and business coach for ambitious women who are boldly taking their business to the next level. And I believe that building a successful business isn't about working 24 seven just to merely meet a revenue goal. What it does take is a unique blend of dedication to purpose, courageous action, and frequently sheer will to overcome the odds that lead to meaningful impact and experiencing a life well-lived. In each episode, you'll get to know the women and men who are unafraid to put it all on the line as they share the stories of success and failure that have made them incredible leaders and the magic they gift the world with. As you're listening, and I hope finding value, don't forget to share the Tribe of Leaders podcast with all of your other entrepreneurial friends and to follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hey everybody, today I have the most incredible, dynamic, powerhouse of a guest. Her name is Leslie Short, and she has an extraordinary four-decade career that started in performing internationally as a ballerina. She started her first business, J-Men's Tokyo, as a theater show in Japan, and she was also the COO of The Shark. She is currently the founder, president, and CEO of The Kavu Group, where they focus on diversity inclusion in an effort to create new solutions to old and new issues Thank you so much. Leslie, I am so excited to talk to you. And before I let uh, turn over the show to you, because we've been laughing the whole time before we started recording, I have to also add two things. One, that you firmly believe that issues don't go away because programs are in place, which I can hardly wait to dive into. Mm-hmm. And you are also the author of Expand Beyond Your Current Culture. So welcome. And we are going to have an absolute blast. Like we're just, we, as I said, we've been laughing the whole time, but I can hardly wait to
1: hear everything you have to share. I'm so happy to be here and speak with you. If we can get through without laughing the entire time, this will be a great interview. (laughs) (laughs) Right. There will be value outside of chuckles.
0: Absolutely. We promise. (laughs) So I'm going to dive in and, I mean, let's talk about being a ballerina and shifting to everything else that you've done, like. I'm sure we could spend days covering it, everything in depth, so let's hit some highlights and how you made the choices to go from
1: one area to the next, because I'm sure that it was not super straight, easy, or simple. Not at all. I mean, I was chosen at the age of seven to be trained as a classical ballet dancer, so at seven, I already knew what my career was going to be or where, the, where I was going. Right. And it did all work out with a many bumps and knees and sprains and broken and all of that. And just had an opportunity to be you a know, scholarship with Joffrey Ballet. Like I, the, the entire kind of career out was amazing. And then you get to a point where I danced until I was in my 30s and I had the opportunity to work on a cruise ship and travel the world dancing and lived in Europe for 10 and a half years and Asia for three and a half years. And I was always the one that was the dance captain usually right. the dance captains in charge of the other dancers. So I was always that liaison between what leadership, if we are going to put it that way, and the dancers, the employees. Mm-hmm. And I was always the one negotiating and bargaining and, you know, or get to work or whatever it was. So I always had that role being the only black girl at that time, because I was young. You also learn you have to, I have my place, but I also had to make my place. And so all of that with dancing and in being in Japan and just saying, you know what? It's time. I'm ready to retire. But in between that, my side gig was never waitressing. My side gig was always modeling or acting. And so I always paid attention and made friends with the crew. Or oh. when I did TV shows, that's who I hung out with. So when right. I opened up my theater, I knew how to run a steady cam, how to edit music, how to design lights. Well, how to build and design costumes. Now I couldn't physically do them, but I knew exactly what I wanted because I hung around with the crew. Never knew I would actually use those skills, but that was much more important to me than sitting with the other dancers talking about I fell out of my peer way. You know, right. my theory was, well, then pull up you know, or I messed up. You really have to count to eight. Dear God, count to eight. Move on. Add a, and ah and step. And so right. I was never that warm and fuzzy dancer. It was like, oh, I'll help you learn it. And I'm like, we've been rehearsing. Focus. Right. Would, if it's not right, fix it. Right. Hey. So I would go and that's how I really learned. So I always knew that there was more than dancing. But when you dance, they don't tell you that. It's really you focus on that. And so your whole life is revolved around that. I was able to add different things in different people. And I remember walking in New York when I came back and looking at the tall buildings and like seeing where Vogue was and Cosmo. And I was like, I'm going to work in one of those buildings one day. And I tell you, when I was offered those jobs, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> There's no music. You guys like, where's the life and energy? Come on, we're doing fashion. We're doing entertainment. Right, this is not fun, people. <laughs> it not fun, but it was just like, I didn't feel the energy or passion of movement And, but I was able to, like, when I came back to America, everyone asked me, where was your communications degree? Because I decided I come back, I was coming back to produce for television and everyone, but you have to have a communication degree. I was like, what's what's wrong with you? I've been producing television in Europe. No one asked me for a degree. I had a better eye than half the other people. Let's go. So I came back and I interned and I interned and clicked people in with the clicker at the door, counting people in. Any way to get my foot in the door. I became a PA for the Montel Williams Show, a production assistant. I was a production assistant for two weeks before I became an associate producer. And I wow. just kept moving because I knew what I was doing, but you have to prove you know what you're doing. Right. You just can't show up and say it. And But that I knew wasn't feeling my filling my spirit. And from there, I went into corporate my version of corporate and produce special events and celebrity appearances for Macy's. And I knew that was the wrong fit, but I did it for a year and a half. And I learned how corporate ran. I was the person that would knock on the CEO door. It's like, you didn't sign off on my event. Are we doing this? And they would be like, why is she here? Who told her she'd come to the 19th floor? What is happening here? And I'd be like, yes or no? Like, yes or no? We're on a deadline. I'm trying to make a partnership with someone else. And they would just be like, she's crazy, but she gets it done. And so everything I've done just leads on the dancing, you know, the eye, the choreography. I was able to do that with special events and have my own firm doing that. But I had to work with so many different people and companies in the European headquarters and the headquarters here and they would be fighting and I would be the middle person again Mm -hmm. going, you have to understand the audience here. Who are we designing this for? And so I've always been that. And here we are with the cover group that all of those experiences gives me such a different type of foundation to have the conversation about diversity, equity, and inclusion.
0: Absolutely. And before we dive into that, I'm really curious, was it scary coming back to the States and, and having to intern and not having like, that immediate job that it, you know, it's almost like taking a step back?
1: No, because I listen, I was on the cover of Time Magazine, a whole bunch of other things in Japan. Like people thought I was crazy leaving. I had done what no other American had really done. Right. I came in and did a, built a partnership and was ranked the best business venture of 1994 for business of Japan. When I came back, I knew I would have to shift. Okay. And so I didn't speak about dancing a lot because who cares? What are you right. doing today? So I stood there. I always knew there was going to be something else on the other side. So I wasn't going to be standing at that door for long. I wasn't going to be interning for long. And if you're going to train me how to use computers and do all that, I'm going to do it. And finally, someone else came to me and they said, who are you? And I was like, oh, I'm so-and-so's intern. They're like, no, who are you? We're on a hiring freeze. And I'm like, and I'm an intern. She's like, interns don't wear Chanel. Who are you? Like, you know, <laughs> I was going dressed in my Chanel stuff. And that's, you know, I wasn't a kid. Right. You know? And but I knew I had to to pay my dues. And I did it and kept going. You know? Which is just incredible. Incredible. Yeah. You have a very positive mindset. What's the other option? That doesn't work for me. <laughs> other option, I'm dead. So we might as well just keep figuring it out.
0: <laughs> Yeah. And a lot of people don't, which is what makes you so unique is they, they let all of those boundaries and those things stop them without even taking a few minutes to consider what I think, you know, what the next step is. And I, and that's what I love about working with entrepreneurs is just as a group, as a stereotype, the reason why they're there is because they're the ones that want to figure stuff out when everybody else says no,
1: or that they're crazy. (laughs) And because everyone wants to go through the front door whatever it is they're doing? Yeah, there's a side door, a back door, under the door, through the window. Get in. The mm-hmm. room. Get in the house, get in the building and then show what you have. Stop mm-hmm. worried about I need to come through the front door. I could care less as long as I'm in there. Right. I'll prove how I got why I'm here more to myself than to anyone else, truth be told. Yeah. And then because it's it's me challenging me always. Like, is there a conversation you have with yourself
0: when, when you need to to like, all right, step it up here.
1: Yes. I mean, every day, I mean, my personal spiritual base is very important to me, but I'm also, I'm always choreographing in my head, what it, where things are going, what should happen. And I set my goals. Now, some of them doesn't happen. It's right. We, we don't know what's happened day by day right now. We can set all the goals we want and things right. go awry, but then Be able to bob and weave and go from there. So you have to have a conversation with yourself and you have to be honest with yourself. You know, there's days you have to be like, okay, get it together now. (laughs) You're moving forward, whether you like it or not. Yes, yes. You know, we spoke about it, me moving. Where am I going? Which one? Balancing it all out. And finally, I was just like, you're doing way too much right now. Where do you want to be? And then focus on that and what you need to do to do that to get there. That's what business is about. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And for me, I love setting for my clients. I refer Mm to them as throw up goals because that's the face that they make when I tell them (laughs) what their revenue is going to be for the year. And they're like, oh, I was thinking it might be a little less. And I'm like, no, because let's stretch. Right? Like, Let's make the plan to get there. And if you don't, okay. It's okay. Better to be over the safety zone. And not quite into the full stretch, then nowhere. Like that's right. I
1: mean, you—if you don't push yourself, who will? And the thing is, like, there was several deaths, and I said, the, "In this industry, something's missing. I don't like the way they're treating families. I'm trying to help these families through." And people's like, "Can't you just mourn? Why do you got to try to build a business?" And I was like, because there is a business here and it's about taking care of people. And I went and I studied and I built it. Mm -hmm. And people are like, only you would take death and all of a sudden be like, wait, there's a market here. We need to shift this. And I'm like, because you need to, and everyone doesn't see vision. Everyone can't walk into an empty room and see where everything goes. I get that. But if you're open enough to see what's beyond you, what can be beyond you, Mm -hmm. then you're open enough to imagine that you can be in that space. And that's what we're missing. I totally and completely agree because it's really,
0: I think the more open you are, the more possibility can come in.
1: Yes. So, yeah. You have to be open. That's what we call the diversity of thought. If you only continue to think the way that you know that you're comfortable with, that's exactly where you will stay. And, exactly. and, and there's nothing wrong with it because I don't want people to go, well, well, that's not me. Because I'll have friends that be like, everyone's up at four o'clock in the morning, bouncing off the walls, Leslie, stop. Like, <laughs> come on now. You don't sleep. You're up working out. You, you did five businesses and it's not 830. And you're like, 18 emails have gone out. Everyone's not you. And I go, and thank God, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> uh, yes, what, I have said that as well. <laughs> but what is it that you are? Right. And, or what to be, how are you going to get there? And you can't wait for someone else to always hand it to you. Right. Right. Yeah. I love what you said about having diversity of thought mm-hmm.
0: and, and kind of opening yourself up because in that space, you can see the things that aren't in the kind of the box we all live in. Yes. Right and isn't and I'm going to slide into the diversity and inclusion here because it to me it's a natural progression
1: mm-hmm.
0: of really looking at how we can do things differently by having diversity in our lives whether it be the workforce or how you're looking at hiring your team from the perspective of culture or leadership or what you're eating for
1: breakfast. So, so happy you said that because that's where I was about to go. Start with yourself. Yeah. Do you do the same routine every single day, even on the weekend? Like we can say, okay, the week, it's a certain routine. If you don't even want to try something new to eat a shampoo, uh, a neighborhood, how do you show up to work and understand diversity? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it becomes autopilot. Yes. And we're not seeing things newly. Right. Or we have our perception. And our biases for what anything that doesn't look like us, sound like us, or walk like us is. Yeah. And so it's easy to keep it over there as opposed to the we and us, it's Mm -hmm. the they and them. I don't know them. I don't want them to come this way or why are they here as opposed to how do we figure this out together?
0: Right. And I mean, as humans, we're kind of naturally tribal, Whether it be the people in your neighborhood, your family, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: your country, like we like groups naturally.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But for me, at least, because I've been described as incapable of one following a routine and two following directions.
1: I knew I liked you.
0: (laughs) Right. Like I'm seeking the difference because I get bored. Like I want different people's opinions that are opposing to mine. So that I can understand their stories and where they're coming from and their experiences,
1: but also because it adds so much value for me. I don't I want to love go learning. Yeah. Yeah, I love learning. I enjoy the same thing, hearing people's story, but not even only from them, me doing my own research. I love documentaries and then being able to have a conversation of interest for them to want to engage me. See, that's when everyone says, how do I start the conversation? Have you done your own homework to begin to have an engaging conversation? Or are you waiting for someone to culturally vomit on you? Excuse the, excuse the way I put it, but to give you everything about their culture so that you can figure out what works for you, right? right. No, that's not how that works. So right. be culturally curious. <laughs> and it can, if, it, if you're someone that has to start with food, I'm going to give you that. So we have to start somewhere, but you have to move beyond that. And, you know, in the book, I say, if you go on vacation and you had the food for a week and you learn five words and you come back and say you're international, you're lying to yourself right now. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. How can entrepreneurs start really embracing diversity and inclusion? newly? Because I think a lot of people or business owners are more aware, but they don't Mm -hmm. know what to do and they don't know where to start. And they're
1: not sure, like they just, they just don't know what to do. Well, number one, it's not a trend. So the first question you have to ask yourself, see, we're going to speak to ourselves again, is to say, why is this important to me personally? And Mm -hmm. why is this important for my business? And when you can answer those two questions, then you can go to the next step. See, we always want to jump. We always trying to jump. Let's just get it done. Solve the problem. No, there's phases in between that. Once you've answered those two questions, then the next question is is to build my business. Are there other businesses like mine, but that may not look like mine? Is right. there a way to partner? You know what? I don't want to jump in yet. Maybe I'll start following someone on Instagram or on Facebook and start seeing the conversations that are being had. Maybe I'll join a webinar so I have a better sense of when I'm looking or asking about diversity, what that can look like and feel like. Mm -hmm. And until you understand it for yourself, you're never going to understand it for your business. Oh, absolutely. Take those steps. And I think when you can take those steps, then you can actually reach out to someone and say, I've been following you for a moment. I've been watching your work. I'm loving what you're doing. Is there a way we can even partner? Because then when you have a legitimate respect, mm-hmm. start to build that. And then as you're building your staff, then you get to say to someone, hey, I want to make sure I'm building this right. And that I have opportunity for everyone that's qualified. But I want to make sure diverse candidates, even though I'm this position's open. Do you have ideas? Do you mind posting? Or can you share with me best practices and places to post? Then that's a true, authentic, you know, outreach. Yeah, I love that. I like your take on it, too. It's not magical. We're trying to make this so difficult and magical. We are,
0: I think. Like, But I love, like, it's simple, but it's profound in how you're, you're looking at just shifting things, but really getting centered on who am I and what is my business and why. And I don't think we ask that enough right? In, in any area. like we're, we're just, as you said, so eager to get to the end.
1: We've mm-hmm. forgotten the whole journey piece. And right. and that's what keeps us out of the presence. Absolutely. Right. And that's why when people say it doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't work. Diversity, equity, inclusion doesn't work. I go, well, what have you done? Well, I tried to hire folks and, you know, they did, came in and it didn't work. Did you let your entire company un- know and understand why this diversity, equity, inclusion is important to you. Well, uh, no, I was like, did you actually not tell someone they belong at work, but try to build an inclusive culture? Because this is really about the company culture, right? You know, do people understand the equity, which is assets and how they get promoted and how they can build and where they go? If you didn't do any of that, of course, it did not work. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> I find a lot of leaders, they're afraid to be proactive in the communication piece. Yes, right. Like they want to make the decision, roll the program out, but they don't actually enroll their their team into like the buy in of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's kind of just all over the place with it. And it's the one more thing that they're supposed to be doing, and I'm air quoting. <laughs> yes,
1: right, like yes, because nothing about us without us. Yeah. Why are you creating something if you're sitting up here in your tower? I'm going to say tower. And you are disconnected via communications with your staff. Why are you building things and don't know if that's exactly what needs to be built? Mm-hmm. Because it looks pretty? Or, and I've had this conversation with leadership, my colleagues did it. Therefore, I did it. So you have zero idea what your company culture is. You took zero thought and how you embed this and build it into the foundation of your company. You just follow someone else.
0: Right. What are some of the other reasons, that I'm air-quoting again, that <laughs> programs don't work?
1: beyond? Who, who are they for? So right. I call them segregation within inclusion. So you have all these, sorry, do, write it, say it. Oh, no, I, 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 that makes sense. I don't want to be at a table, and I'm going to say I, with other African-Americans, Black, Brown folks, and then what are we all talking about? What's not happening? And then you have an LGBTQ group over here and they're talking about what's not happening. Who's the conduit that's actually gathering this information and seeing how they can implement it? We're just going to gather every month and talk to each other? I'm good. No, thank you. So how do you build, if you're going to build a DEI committee and stop calling them task force, we are not going to war. We are speaking about human beings. If we could build this committee, sorry. Sorry, we have to stop right here. (laughs) Have we forgotten that we're talking about human beings? <laughs> like, we have. That like. doesn't even come into play. It does not even come into play. People will call a team name or a department division or they a title. I don't always hear names. Who are the people that's making up these departments, these teams? We are looking at numbers. There are no faces attached to those numbers. Therefore there is a detachment of a human why oh there's a lack yeah. of communication yeah because it's the story and it's right. the culture and the and the core values and and they can't just be up on a wall. And I'm the first girl, give me a cupcake and a glass of wine. Woo woo, it's Friday. But I also want to know that I know how to be promoted or that my pay equity is going to be there or that there is not a glass ceiling for the talents that I have. And now I've invested in you, but you don't invest in me. And now I need to leave. And you're wondering why I'm leaving. And I've said 10 times, I would like to advance. How do we do this together? And I'm ignored. Mm hmm. So we're missing the mark on listening. Now, I get it. You can't do everything somebody's asking. And every company is not a social justice company, right? So, But there is an equity stake, a humanity stake, an inclusive stake that if you're going to bring in any type of diversity, and can I break that down quickly? That is gender, race, LGBTQ+, disability, seen and unseen, and veterans. If you're going to bring in people that do not look like you, sound like you, or walk like you, you must build an inclusive, understanding culture of awareness. I'm just going to start there, of awareness, that we may all be out for that same mission and vision that's on the wall, but our path to succeed to that is very different. Absolutely.
0: What's driving our path is very different.
1: Yes. And sometimes who is driving your path is very different. Absolutely.
0: Frequently. (laughs) Frequently. (laughs) As a single mom, that was, that who was uh, very different. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel like people are starting to get more comfortable with the idea of accepting difference and accepting and embracing it oh that's
1: how far far do we have to go like that's what i want to know We have a long way to go there listen everyone is not going to be on the yellow brick road looking for a hard humanity whatever the 10 man and everybody was looking for to get to the other side there is never going to be another side because this again dealing with humans so if everyone's looking for this kumbaya moment in this and that is a very privileged way of looking at how can we all get along when we haven't even looked at process and procedures that only allow us to get to the point of a true opportunity to continue to move along together. So until we take some steps back and recognize that there are barriers along the road for different people and how do we address them, there's always, always going to be someone smarter than you, bigger than you, taller than you, right? But there are certain clear barriers in the road. And until we address how we're going to remove them, dismantle them, address them, how do we just address them? They're not going to go away. And therefore, there's always going to be that they and them, unfortunately. And so we need to, and there's some people that's getting it because you have to look at it from the mail room to the boardroom. Don't just start promoting people. You know, Black women, oh, we were a hot ticket. Boom, everybody was getting a gig. One job, one job, one job. Everyone was getting a job at one point. Most of those people have also left because right. the company said, This is what we need to do, and this looks good. And here's the ceiling right here. And it stops. And then you have five more layers, and they all look like Santa Claus.
0: Yeah. So we have to get into those, particularly into those upper five layers, too. Yes.
1: Yes. And we have to get on the board. Yeah. And then we still have to listen, active listening. Stop sending out 15 surveys. Nobody wants to fill out your survey. All you know? well, those surveys are written so poorly, like you're not getting great information. Exactly. So I, the questions need to be shifted. Who are you working with to build the questions yeah. where you can find really out what people are thinking or what they would like to see or what they're looking for, how they want to invest in themselves learning? Yeah,
0: surveys are my pet peeve because bad questions not getting real information and then frequently mm-hmm. the people who are interpreting, them air quoting, this is going to be the air quote show, <laughs> uh, but the people that are interpreting them don't have enough psychology, mindset, whatever you want to throw in there to mm-hmm. interpret what people are saying to see gaps and how to close them and yes. what's driving those gaps.
1: I worked with a company they did the assessment and everyone was like, oh my God, look how great the check-in questions are. And I said, did you read the write-in questions? answers? because they're not matching. And so let's break this down. That's cute because they didn't want to put in the writing questions because I wanted the writing question. Right. Now you're seeing, we're not going to interpret, but let's just clearly what people have written. We need to look at that and we need to figure out how we address those questions, answers in that ask. Mm -hmm. It's work. (laughs) It is work
0: and it's time. Yes. But the results are so much more powerful.
1: Mm Yes. Yes. There's a commitment that has to be made. There's an investment that has to be made. And the investment can be time. It can be money. But more time, there has to be accountability and respectability along the way. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) I'm just taking it all in. And I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am really curious how you do everything that you do. I visited both of your websites and on your personal website, it lists all of the philanthropic things that you're involved in. And I'm really curious one, how do you get everything in in the day outside of the not sleeping? And what makes it so important? Because that's what I got out of reading everything, but so important for you to be able to give back in so many different areas.
1: You have a price to pay to be here. And I believe that. Mm-hmm. And I have, boy, is my life amazing. If I go today, I'm good. I'm good. I go peaceful. Right. Because I've been given gifts and opportunities with the mindset to take them. Right. (laughs) And see and experience. And so with that, if I live this life and kept it to myself, then it's not a life well lived. If I take experiences and can share what I know, I'm not brilliant, but I've done some things. Mm -hmm. And if it can help a company or organization progress and build it in a a new light and correct, then then good. I'm I'm happy. There's things I say no to. I I do what I'm passionate about. And if you notice, there is a string in there that weaves them together. I see that. And it's still a long list. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and some of them I have stepped away from because I didn't feel that they were maybe advancing in the direction after two or three years that I would have hoped to have seen them in. And so I do value my time and no is a complete sentence for me. I have no problem saying no. So right. if I'm going to invest, then I want to see the growth of any company or any organization. And so that's, that's what's important. And then if I can help on my other business side to tie them in or weave them in or make introductions, isn't that what we're supposed to do? I believe so. Yes. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's an advantage and everyone doesn't always get the advantage. Like we speak about privilege, right? And people were here, white privilege or privilege of money. We all have privilege. And then there are privileges that come without privilege. Right. I have a lot of privileges that I have worked hard for and some that have been awarded to me. I'm supposed to make sure that other people get some of that as well. Because the more you give, the more you get. And, well, and for me, it's it's like a positive expansion. To creating that ripple effect too.
0: So the more, mm-hmm. the more I receive, the more I can give. And then it just keeps circling and,
1: and becoming bigger. Yes. And I don't, like I said, I don't mind giving if the other person, people place things, the organization are doing the work. It's when I don't see the work being done, then that is time for me to stop giving my energy or knowledge at that, at that time in that direction. Right. I really, I appreciate all the work you're doing. It's fantastic. Thank you. And
0: it's really great to talk about diversity and inclusion. I mean, with you specifically, because you're an expert and, and your take on it is a little bit different than what I've seen, read, heard, et cetera. But it's also really healing. And I think there's there's a lot of things that all of us can do in our personal lives, in our business to set other people up to be more successful by opening that door in understanding. and understanding. Yes. That's a really cool, powerful thing to be able to offer ourselves and everybody else.
1: It's important to me. Like I, I don't know any other way. You know, I, I watch my parents do the same thing. You build, you build, you work hard, you build, you build. What are you working hard for? Yeah. If it's not to make sure that the earth that we leave the community that we're in can also benefit from something. I don't care if it's just your energy. When you walk down the street and you smile at people on the street, that's part of giving. It is. And it is
0: so much fun to do. Mm -hmm. I love to like, just smile at strangers. Like I make full eye contact and it's really fun to do in the city. (laughs) And I'll be like, (laughs) just (laughs) smile (laughs) and some people are like oh my god crazy lady right and other people you can see they're in a little bit of a funk and it's Mm -hmm. like i made
1: human connection and their whole body language changes so the whole thing with the mask in the beginning and i i just start nodding i felt like i was back in japan because i would just nod at people and look them in the eye and there was that okay we can't see from the nose down but i still see you i see you yeah, and that, I think that's so important. We need to see each other. If we can see each other and get past seeing each other because of the color of our skin or how tall we are or how heavy or how thin or what shoes we have on or there's a red bottom or a bag or, or the car we're driving and just say, I see you. Now, everyone we see may not be wonderful, let's be honest, but that's the spirit for which they give you and then you know, <laughs> I'm gonna go to the next right. one and give them a smile, but- to know that you're you're seen and that someone sees you and you see them is what how we begin to move this forward. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to leave it with that because
0: we are over time. <laughs> and I could talk to you all day. <sighs>
1: Oh, I do. Very quickly. Just tell us about your book. Super fast. So expand beyond your current culture is really a conversation for leadership, CEOs, anyone that wants to understand diversity, equity, inclusion, and a simple, easy stop the madness. What can I do? How can I do it? I interview 40 other people. They're going to share with you things that you should know as a leader. And it just gives you a guide to help try to figure this out.
0: It's amazing. And we can get it on Amazon
1: or we You get it on Amazon and you can order from bookstores, but Amazon definitely has it.
0: Okay. Awesome. Leslie, thank you so much for being here. Like this has been a fantastic conversation and I just, I love you as a human being. Ah, uh-huh, thank you. Likewise. <laughs> you have great energy. Thank you. So do you. This has been great. I've had a, I'm like, are we finished now? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll do round two at some point after you get from Philadelphia. <laughs> Sound, yeah, exactly. Okay. Awesome. And for everybody listening, we will see you next week. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. I do have. Just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review, it would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders.